0: Irreverent,
1: entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio.
0: You're listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli only on LA Talk Radio.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jen. Or Jen. Uh, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We should think about changing your name to Jennifer because we like a good drink and maybe we should switch over to gin. although I don't like gin,
0: I also don't like gin, but it, I think it is pretty similar to vodka, is it not? Yeah, but it tastes like plants. don't we like plants? It depends. I guess not drinking it, but it kind (laughs) of feels like a juice
2: maybe, like a juice cleanse. It's like a juice cleanse. Maybe we can try it. juice cleanse. We'll get back to you next week on that one. Uh, You guys, is there a doctor in the house today? I think there is. House call. Ho. We are single and we have to say there are some things that we really love about being single. But sometimes it's hard not to feel down about your current status when you're looking around at all your friends and they're all in relationships and they're all so cute. So, you know, we're going to talk to Karen Anderson. And now I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Abrel? Sounds good to me. I think so. And it's a very pretty, long, beautiful name. Mm-hmm. But you know what? She's also known as Dr. Karen. So we're going to stick with that one. She is She's gotten a lot of attention in the media for her new book. It's called Single is the New Black. Don't wear white till it's right. I Lo- love that. Love the title. And it makes so much sense because you, you have to own being single and then wait for the right moment. So she – You know, she she talks about why being single can be a good thing. She highlights the absurd misconceptions that are placed on singles and she encourages women to stay true to themselves, which we both love. Right, Jen? Yes. I mean, I think this just it like hones in on our
0: issue, which is we are single and like we shouldn't settle, even though sometimes you might feel like shit. At this point in my life, I should be with somebody or other people around me or with somebody. Maybe I should just find somebody and lock it down.
2: Yeah, lock it but up. But maybe not. Because don't not. wear white till it's right. Don't wait. And, and while you're single, make the best of it. Be in it be Pretty all sure about it. We are making the best of it. Slutty I have, semester is still in session. <laughs> Slutty semester is still in session, but I do have to say that over the summer, like right before the summer happened, I was totally into being single. I mean, I even said to my mom when she came for Mother's Day, like, I'm having so much fun being single. I mean, I want a boyfriend, but I'm having so much fun being single, and that's when somebody came into my life. Now, that person didn't happen to be the best person, but still it happened. So I do think there's truth to what Dr. Karen says. She takes letters from readers and solicits Like from a male's point of view, which is also nice. But what's exceptionally interesting about these strategies she shares with people is. That she teaches you how to stay happy, hopeful, and positive until you meet the right one, just like she did. So we're definitely excited to pick her brain about it because we feel like her idea, her whole mantra, her whole everything is, like, kind of where we're at.
0: Yes, we're definitely happy, hopeful, and positive, I would say. Like, yes, from time to time, we get down yeah, on you have your whatever. Moments. Yeah. And, you know, you kiss a lot of frogs, so mm-hmm. sometimes you might be sad about that. But... Overall, we're pretty happy and positive.
2: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, um, sure. But speaking
0: of being around lots of coupled friends and mm, things, mm-hmm. um, we celebrated our friend Paul's birthday Saturday night and had a lot of fun. Yeah, a it lot. Was real fun. We started at Petty Cash, which is a great Mexican restaurant um, in where's not West Hollywood, but well, like yes. kind of. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. kind of West Hollywood. L.A. proper. <laughs> um, then we headed to the no-name bar, which is something that like I still don't know if it's really called that or if it's called community because on the floor when you walk in it says community. Yeah,
2: and like is it – just does it have no name? So it's like, you, it's like the artist formerly known as Prince. Yes. So like you're calling it no-name because there's nothing else to say, but is that really its name? I know. I thought about that too.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's where we were. So yeah. try and find that on
2: a map. <laughs> <laughs> it has no address, too.
0: Right, exactly. So there we were. Um, we were with a bunch of different couples, and then there was like a couple of us that were single. And our friend Paul, whose birthday was actually, brought a girl out for the first time. Yeah. It was kind of weird because, like, the two guys that we yeah. hang out most with, Paul and Will, since we're just going to give out names left and right here, yeah. uh, they always say we can't date people because it'll change the dynamic. Like, they kind of get on us about, like, if we're going to get into a serious relationship, they have to go prove that they like the guy. And yeah. they're like our big brothers slash people we've mingled with. <laughs> Whatever. Hi, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. La, la, la. So Paul brings this girl out and like, it did change the dynamic of like our night a little bit. And he even said, he's like, I have to like kind of tend to this girl and yeah. I don't really feel like it because I want to just hang with my friends. And she
2: was exceptionally quiet in the, a- little cold so that also made it kind of weird because she didn't really feel like she just like blended in with our group no and i don't think she speaks english but no. I wouldn't know because I didn't talk to her. I didn't say I, a word to her. I talked to her, but she didn't – in the middle of my sentence, she would trail off and, like, look the other direction. Like, that happened more than once. So I was like, okay. Towards the end of the night, after a few drinks, she got a little bit better. But she definitely has a bit broken English. Yeah. Well,
0: Paul asked me if I liked her or what I thought of her. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Do I have to talk to her? Isn't
2: she going to be fleeting? Like, Yeah. yeah <laughs> you're like, what's the point of me even saying something? I'm probably never going to see her again. Right. Which is probably the case, correct? This too shall pass. Yeah. Right, oh Paul, oh Paul. Well, anyway,
0: so we had a lot of fun, but this did kind of bring some things to mind yeah. because we hang out with our guy friends often. Now, is that hindering our chance at finding love? Because I know. we're so used to like these guys, and they're kind of like boyfriends if you think about it. Because like, yeah, they serve that purpose. They do. They're yeah. like pseudo boyfriends. They. Hang out with us, like sometimes pay for drinks and dinners and things. Like, I mean, like we'll watch movies together, like on a Friday night or do do that. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, I like have this realization, but then on Sunday still hang out with Paul again, and it's like we go to dinner and and, like hang out, watch a movie. I'm like, wait a second, you're not my boyfriend. Why are we doing these things? And where is my boyfriend?
2: Yeah, (laughs) where are you? And who are you? And where are you? So you question, am I giving this energy? And filling this – not like void because I don't think like anybody should fill a void. I think you should be complete and it should be like a plus. But you know what I'm saying? Like filling that place that you're holding for somebody romantically, they're just filling those – you know, those spots. And I do, yeah. And I, then I do wonder about that. I used to go out with my really good friend Conroe all the time. We were like partners in crime. And we would go every Wednesday night to Bar Lubich in West Hollywood and dance. Cause our friend Tony, who used to be the tone, uh, the DJ on the Ellen DeGeneres show, if you guys remember him, um, the British guy, super fun. And he played like the best music. And we would go dance. And one night, I mean, it was like, eight weeks strong like we just kept going out and doing you know you were and committed to going committed. out and because we, we had so much fun together and like it was a fun night there and just anyway uh, we're dancing on the dance floor and like not romantic at all we're friends but we like stopped and went do you think that people in this bar think that we're together we show up together, we dance together all night. Nobody's gonna come up to us if we're with each other. And we were like, yeah, maybe. And he like turned around and I turned around. And we like went our own direction. But like, you have those moments where you go, oh, this person's like acting as though. Yeah. And then you think, what am I doing? Yeah. But it's so fun in the moment, it's though. It's so
0: fun. It's hard not to just like wanna be with the people you love that yeah. are, you're comfortable around, that you can yeah. be yourself around, and like go out and do those things when you're like, man, I need to make space in my life for that relationship
2: i want but what are you supposed to do then with your time Sit we're gonna at have, home? <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to ask dr karen about that but i don't think that it's like or what her professional opinion is because you know i don't think that it's like bad i think it's okay to spend time with people you like but also to be aware my opinion is be aware at the same time like all right i am putting energy into this just be aware that right. you're doing that
0: you know what i mean well we've been out many a times to like let's say different bars in la and still gotten hit on by guys while with our group of friends Mm -hmm. i think it's just like positioning yourself to be open like i think body language i think kind of like not winking but like making eye contact i mean like brian howie says sticking your tongue
2: out we still haven't done that i know sorry brian
0: well you know what we'll do that in orlando it's not we're going to orlando this weekend for
2: a conference so maybe we'll just stick our tongue out of business Oh, then. that's perfect. They're really going <laughs> to like that one. Jesus Super age. professional. Soup's Um, You know what? At the end of the night that we had on Saturday when we were at No Name, I will say this. They were playing the worst music ever. World's worst. Don't know what
0: happened. It's and like
2: usually an they night. play really good music. But I was leaving and walking by this other bar with my friend called The Dime. It's like a really small hole in the wall. And they always on Saturday nights play the best like old school hip hop and R&B. And I was like, uh-oh. And my friend was like, do you want to go in there? I'm like, uh, uh, and we're like, okay, let's go. It was like the end of the night for sure. It was like last call, but it was like, you can't, the music just pulled me in. And we like literally danced to R. Kelly and TLC and Color Me Bad until the lights came up, which was only like 20 minutes later. But I, you know, it was a nice way to end the night. And I just want to point this out. Note to boys and girls say this all the time. Though, take us dancing because it is always a win for you.
0: It is. However, what if they can't dance? So it's like that awkward, like they stand there and you
2: dance around them. You know what? I have a friend that dances much differently than me. I'm not saying he can't dance. He can. He just dances differently than me. And uh, it is still fun to dance with him because he is like so into it. I just like... It's fun. Like, What I'll about somebody, ha- though, that can't dance? I...
0: Or is scared to? Or is like Elaine
2: from Seinfeld and probably shouldn't? Well, I think if you're committed to it, it's fine. If, if you're a guy that I want to make sex with and you can't dance, that might be a problem.
0: Yeah, I think that's starting to become prevalent in my eyes because
2: did it not before was always a thing no for because me.
0: i'm like well i like to dance and i kind of like my space when i dance yeah like because it's really just my show at that point but like <laughs> or like i dance with you because we have like our like mm. thing that we do which oh my god a song a comes on and we then like just, we just like lose our minds and we like kind of do the same thing or like react off of each other but like we're not touching we're like we've there's space in between like when a guy dances with you he's just like humping you like sometimes move it back yeah sometimes unless you're not. really dancing
2: yeah. No, sometimes it's not good. But that so reminds me of a couple weekends ago when we were out and we were dancing and everyone was like, "What is happens when you guys start dancing? <laughs> Somebody even was like, "What? Well, we need a camera on you. Yeah. We're like, hello, welcome to earth. Yes, we've been saying that forever. Right. Also,
0: this is not choreographed. This is just improv amazingness. It just comes out. We it don't is. even know
2: what we're doing. It just no. happens. No. It would be really funny. We have like dancing Tourette's. Like all of a sudden a song will come on and we kind of just Do it. It In mid-conversation. It's like, bye. (laughs) I don't care what you're saying. All of a sudden, it's like we go, oh! And And then then just start dancing. dancing.
0: Well, so now I think a guy that can dance or at least appreciates music that I like to dance to is important because he has similar tastes. Yeah. And since I grew up in Miami, I, like, grew up in a melting pot. So Mm -hmm. everyone had flavor of some kind. Yes. And... I don't know if it was because they were ethnic or because they just were close to the sun and it was tropical and like everyone was <laughs> way sexier in Miami.
2: Close to the sun. Like they're
0: way sexier there than they are here. I don't know what's going on in LA. I, yeah, I mean, that, I've heard Everyone that. needs yeah. a lesson in sexy because no – here yeah. no stop with and it. they're so
2: concerned with like how they appear here that <sighs>
0: no one feels comfortable
2: to be around yeah, and i think being comfortable yeah. with yourself is sexy right so even if you're not like going back to what we're saying i mean god a good dancer like justin timberlake dunzo yeah like obviously but i will say that you've got to appreciate the sexiness about someone being comfortable dancing even though they might not be that great about it just like let them do their thing like it could be well confidence in general yeah. is pretty sexy so i think if they are confident
0: and also have good taste in music or similar taste to you. What do you do if the guy that you're dating likes music that you don't like?
2: <clears throat>
0: uh, I honestly don't know. I think that there's got to be probably some music you do agree on because yeah. just like in anything, there's going to be like an overlap. Right. Like we have friends that really like odd, heavy metal music. Oh and, my God, what But they also... Yeah, Will. But they also, <laughs> yeah, um, but they also like... Other kinds of music. Yeah, so then we can,
2: like, it It, happen, it works out right. at some point.
0: Exactly. So I think there's always going to be a happy medium, yeah. and you can get to that point, because, you know.
2: Ew. I know. I just, I'm going to have a hard time getting on the board with country music.
0: Oh, yeah, well,
2: there's some country you can I'm get on board with. It's the lyrics,
0: that. and you really like lyrics. I so. know, I like stories, so well, that's how i can I can ease you in. I'll give you a couple to listen to and see what you think. <laughs> I just don't know if I can do it. I'm sorry. Well.
2: It's so white.
0: It is pretty white, but
2: it's love. Okay, well, okay. we'll see. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> speaking of love, uh, Robert Kardashian and Black China are engaged. And can I just say that I can't really get over any of this because of the names that are happening here. Okay, so obviously, you know, Rob posted a picture um, of her, like, flashing her rock. I mean, this is all social media. This is how we know all of these things. Um I guess they celebrated their engagement at the classy LA Gentlemen's Club Ace of Diamonds because where else would you go to celebrate an engagement? But apparently she had some appearance she had to be at, so they went there. And they were documenting this all on social media, which is how we all know that this is going on. Super private moments. A super private moment. But don't get it twisted because – Black China's mom, Tokyo Tony, also came in on social media on Instagram talking about how she's so excited for the two and so excited that they're starting, like, going to start a family together. And uh, her son, King Cairo. Yeah. So it's it's Black China, Tokyo Tony, and King Cairo.
0: Okay. Wait. And King Cairo's last name is Stevenson. Is that Taiga's son?
2: It's Tyga's yeah. son. So and, Tyga's real last name is Stevenson? Yeah, and his real name is probably, I don't even know what, but her real name's like Amanda or something, <laughs> or Angela. I think it's Angela. And she said, I just uh, read, she said that she's changing her name to Angela Kardashian when she marries him. It's, she's not going to be Black China anymore. So. So sad. <laughs> uh
0: I feel like this woman just wants a Kardashian name. I if mean, we're going to all be honest. All
2: signs point to fame. And also the seven-carat diamond that she's now sporting on her finger. Dude. So. I want that seven-carat diamond. Call it, me. It looks like Kim's ring. And also, it's really pretty. And also, I mean, we will say this. Some good has come out of this because, you know, Rob's been out of the spotlight. He's feeling very self-conscious about his weight and she's apparently helping him come out of it and he's losing weight and even Kanye is chiming on it in on it with, um, Some song lyrics saying that – gosh, uh, something about uh, she helped him lose the weight or – I don't even remember what the exact quote was. But he he raps about it in one of his songs and they put it on their social media and like were rapping to it, like celebrating their engagement or whatever. It's just like – Well, that's lovely. Other than the fact that she
0: was like – Engaged to Tyga, who she has a
2: son with, who's dating Kylie. Like, hello, it's, yeah. And apparently, it's all the the hoopla around that is that he she is doing it, dating Rob to get back at Tyga for being with Kylie. I can't. It's. I just... don't
0: understand how a woman named Black China has now been engaged twice. Where's our engagement? I know. How the <laughs>
2: fuck did that happen? Hello,
0: I don't know. No, uh,
2: I don't. I don't know either. To be honest with you, I really really don't know but the names is really it just kind of gets me it really just gets yeah, me. yeah
0: well i i don't know i don't yeah. know i want them all to just name themselves like peter smith
2: yeah right but hopefully if they have a baby they'd name him not Michael. king
0: cairo what if this child though has like super plain jane name and then it's like half brother is king cairo i
2: don't know they've got to keep up with saint and north and whatever that's so. true what a family i can't oh lord yeah
0: Oh, Lord. Well, guys, in other relationship news, apparently it was unbeknownst to us, but Amelia Clark, who is Khaleesi on Game of Thrones, was dating Seth MacFarlane. No clue. Didn't know.
2: Had no Hello. idea. Did we not read the news back then? Because this the, was like three years ago. She's the blonde one that everyone's obsessed with, right? Yeah. I don't watch that Dungeons and Dragons shit, so I don't know anything about it.
0: Well, last night I was told while I was at dinner that that's – it's not a period piece, and it's not sci-fi. It's just the best show that has ever been made. I'm like, uh. I know who told you that story, our friend that's obsessed with the
2: show. Yeah, But so, I just, I cannot. People having sex with dragons and little people, I just, what is happening?
0: I don't know. I really don't. But I guess they were together three years ago. They broke up, and... For the first time, she's, like, opening up about the fact that she had a relationship with him. Okay. um, Which I think would be, like, hysterical because he seems like a funny guy. But then again, Seth MacFarlane could be one of those secretly dark comedians where, like, they look at the world in a certain way, and that's why it's funny, but at the same rate, that's how they see the world. Right. So, I don't know. She, I guess they they had issues because they were doing long distance and all that jazz, and, you know, people were starting to give advice and, and... she just,
2: like, wasn't into it, so they But she split. opened up about it, which is, I yeah. mean, I, I didn't even know what happened. So no. after the fact, I guess you could talk about it. Um, and Josh Altman and Heather Billy I don't know how to say it, but now she's obviously Heather Altman. Looks well, like Bayou. I don't even know. <laughs> they got married in uh, Aspen, which is such a beautiful place to get married, right? And they had this beautiful, like, small wedding with 80 guests, and the, they wanted the, you know, Aspen backdrop to be um, what they looked out on when they got married. And I think it's so cute. And I'm just saying, this is like a little Pinterest pin. They um, gave the guests hot apple cider and hot chocolate uh, leading up to the ceremony. I mean, that's just tray cute. I think I want to get married in the snow.
0: Yeah, that would be so pretty. Or at least like know that there's snow nearby. Like it's not yeah. freezing and snowing
2: down on you, but like it's still like it's still you there. see it on the mountaintops. It's so cozy. Yes. Um, just I th- I'm thinking about that.
0: All right. Well, now we can start planning. Great. Perfect. Um, and if you need somebody to find a marry, yeah. you could maybe use this new dating app called Boopy, which mm-hmm. is a silly, silly name if Worst you ask me. Worst name ever. But the app kind of sounds cool. Yeah. Um, because it start, it's like kind of like Tinder-esque. It's location-based. Uh, you swipe yes or no for a possible local match, and if the other person reciprocates positively, you can begin messaging with your potential date. But here's the clincher. Women on the app, let's say you or I, or the people listening, can invite friends to eavesdrop and secretly comment on their private conversations with prospective dates. So you're like, date. it like, takes a village, so might as well date with them on the app while you're doing it.
2: I like it. I like uh, it all right, guys, uh, Dr. Karen is calling in, so we're going to answer and talk to her. Hello, is this Hello? Dr. Karen? It sure is. Hi, Hi, it's Lauren. And Jen. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Jen. Hi, thank you so much for calling in. Where are you calling from? Ah, uh, Chicago. <gasps> so far, I've never been to Chicago, and I want to go. Me too. I heard they have a great food scene.
1: Oh yeah,
2: yeah. You got to be careful of
1: that in the <laughs> oh, winter I'm sure. it's very easy to pack on like a cool twenty. Well, because it's so good.
2: That's fine. It's <laughs> worth it. Chicago cuisine will take it. We don't want to pack on too much <laughs> weight though, because we are trying to find men, and we really want to talk to you about this. Yeah.
1: excellent let's do this
2: all right so
0: dr karen can you give everybody who's listening some insight as to how you got started in this line of work
1: yeah so i'm a psychologist and i was actually um, an academic for 10 years so i was a university professor and i was single for forever uh 27 years i started dating at 15 and then didn't get married till 42 and so over the years i would do like many women try to figure out what was going on and why everyone else seemed to be stepping into marriage and family so fluidly where I still was struggling. And so I go to the self-help section and it seemed that I think uh, folks are very well-intentioned, but very often the messages are pretty disparaging to women. Like you got to change everything about yourself and you're doing all these things fundamentally wrong and that's why you haven't met Mr. Right. And I thought, you know, I don't don't know about that. I mean, I'm certainly flawed like anyone. I don't think I'm any more tragically flawed than anyone else. So I basically wrote the book that I wish had been available to me when I was single all those years.
2: Yeah. And I I totally agree with you. I feel like we're asked as women often to like, don't, you got to act like you don't like the guy or play a loop. And yeah, I get coming on too strong and acting desperate is not attractive to anybody either sex. But like, I don't like being asked to be not authentically me, that just feels wrong to me. Like, I don't want to have to feel bad about liking somebody. Isn't that the point?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and it's so funny you say authentically me. That was my first, uh, My, my I've rebranded since then, but my first uh, website was authentically me for that oh. very reason. Because I thought, I just don't like these games. Me either. And they felt very phony and forced, like these rules, and you have to approach it this way. And I thought, again, I mean, I know some really great women who didn't have a manual and didn't have any tricks up their sleeve and just met the right guy. And I'm guessing that I just haven't met the right guy. And really I just got to sit tight and stay positive and stay hopeful and stay happy. And when my time comes, it will come. And then that did happen. But when you're in the midst of it and you don't see that, that light at the end of the tunnel, it can be so discouraging.
2: Right. It can be so and that is your whole point of this book. Um, For the listeners. uh, And we mentioned this in the beginning of our show. Dr. Karen wrote a book called single is the new black don't wear white till it's right, which is the best title ever. So thank you. We just want like to reiterate that whole thing. Like how do you stay positive? And I mean, I know there's probably a million things. But like, what are some, you know, really good, like bullet points about how to stay positive while you're single? So you're happy and attracting the right people.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly it. Because the more positive and happy and hopeful you are, you're going to attract those type of people. And, and like you said earlier, even with friendships, right? If you come on too strong with a friend that you need someone, you're like, oh my gosh, I think we, you know, really have an affinity for one another. You have to just be normal and take things in, in stride. And, and so you don't want to be um, forcing anything with any relationship. But how to be happy? I mean, for me, there were so many frustrations and. I mean, it, and it was so, like, I had a lot, like, I'm sure you guys too, like, a lot of long-term relationships as an adult, and that's very different than some of these puppy love breakups that we experience in high school and maybe even college, but when you get into the adult scene and you're in your 30s and now you're having these long-term relationships that all signs lead to marriage and then they fail, I mean, I remember when I met my husband, of course, I didn't know he was going to be my husband at that time, and every time he would take a step to be more serious with me like when we had the talk like we're going to be exclusive I would have like these very visceral responses where I'd be nervous and I was so excited about him but I'm 40 now and every other time I've taken a step in this direction what happened right heartache
2: yeah pain so
1: how did you stay positive (laughs) in those moments i writing love songs like you know, like a lot of more set type songs I so <laughs> despondent, right? So it really does ta- it does take some very intentional work. I mean, yeah. and it takes me ma- I mean for some yeah, you know, I'm a psychologist, so of course, I suggest therapy and in this case, I'd suggest positive therapy, which is really about just managing your thoughts, which we we talk a lot about, I think in the discourse right now, I think people're aware of that we can control uh, not a whole lot in this life, but we can control what's going on in our mind. and yes. so to really just you know, instead of so I had to do those shifts of like, okay, and things like, like, I'm starting to put some, to uh, tweet some of my little quotes and things, like you're saying, bullet points that kind of got me through. And one of them is, like, I remember thinking to myself, you know, every first date, yeah, every other first date has tanked, you know, in the end, whether it was after a couple weeks or a couple months or a couple years, but it only takes one to be the one. Exactly. Now, that sounds cliche and corny, but it's true. It is and true. And it kind of would give me hope to be like, okay, put your best foot forward and try another first date. How did you guys meet? Oh, you know, I actually use a dating service. I threw money at the problem. <laughs>
0: yeah, I like it. Take out the variables. It works. That's what we're doing. I mean, I, the thing is, I think these days, like you can't necessarily meet people just by like walking in the street. Everyone's got their heads in their phones. And, you know, why do you think people are still single in America these days?
1: Yeah, I do think that's part of it. We um, we do put up um, some barriers without meaning to. and. And I think it's so funny because, like, you know, we talk about it. Um, I'm I partnered with the Great Love Debate. And I know you guys know Brian Howe and what yeah. he's doing. We talk about that. We say, get your head out of your app. Yeah. He, he, right. I mean, because anytime you're like, even like you've got ten seconds where you're maybe a bit uncomfortable because you're standing in line by yourself, your, your security blanket is your phone. Mm-hmm. So let me just. I got. I'm busy. I got stuff to do on my phone. I'm not lonely or. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. I'm not, feeling, <laughs> I'm not feeling awkward here. You know, uh, and so I would encourage people to sit with the awkwardness yeah, and just, because guess what? Dating's awkward.
2: So awkward. I know. It totally Uh, can be. It is. Let's get over it.
1: Yeah, you just have to be okay okay with it. Yeah,
2: you have to be okay with it for sure. I actually just, you brought something up and I kind of want to ask you about it. Um, So you said like controlling like what is happening in your thoughts and things. And I, and I know Jen is too, is like we're a firm believers in like the energy that you put out there is like kind of, you know, steers the direction in which you end up going. And I recently was feeling like I'm, you know, si- seeing this guy that I'm really excited about, but there's a lot of things happening in his life that are, you know, very important with like, you know, a child that he has and other things. And like, I I know that until I'm become equally as important, which is not yet, I, you know, don't, I'm not like a priority and not that he's ignoring me, but it's just there's things that are busy that are making him busy or that are making us busy. And there had been a while since we had seen each other. And I said, I need to practice being patient. So I wrote it down on a piece of paper, like, please, like how to be patient, put it away somewhere and just was like, had to tell myself, like, it's being taken care of because I'm asking someone to like, let me learn how to be patient. And so it's sort of the act of writing it down and then putting it away kind of helped yes. control what I was thinking I think like not to go down the worry path of like oh I'm not hearing from someone or I'm not seeing someone so it's bad type of a thing like, I love I, it yeah so I, I don't love know. it yeah oh, oh go ahead Finish do you do you think that's like a good method to do like to write something down and then I like do. yeah
1: I don't know. I think, it's, first of all, it's a great practice because any time we write something down, it becomes more tangible, right? I mean, yeah. there it is, right in front of us. And even just the process of, for example, talking through our issues, which, you know, we love to do as ladies, you know, our girl talk. But it's, it's uh, neurologically, it's a different experience to articulate those thoughts in our head and then to hear them because mm-hmm. now we've uttered them, right? And so the same thing with this, let me be patient. And also, let's talk about this relationship. This guy's got a kid. He's got a full life. And this is what I was talking about earlier. These adult romances are quite different from when we met in college. It's like, okay, I'll see you at the cast tonight. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Right? It's just a very different experience. And he's got stuff. And think about it. If he abandoned all the fullness of his life and, like, came rushing towards you, like, 100 miles per hour, you know, neglecting his kid, neglecting his job. That would be kind of crazy and kind of creepy.
2: I agree. And so
1: the fact, yeah, the fact that he's taking his time shows his maturity, and it shows that you guys are allowing this relationship to unfold in the normal pace, that's reasonable, where you guys can get to know each other in stages. And I think a lot of us struggle because you know we read the the romances, or we you know we've seen the chick flicks, and we want this like magical like we we fell in love at first sight, and we were just stuck together immediately. And I think that's pathological, frankly. <laughs> I
2: I will agree because I experienced it this summer and it was exactly what you just said. So, yes. Yes.
1: Yes. And, and I think and I had one of those, too, where in my 20s, in my late 20s, this guy was came at me and it felt so flattering. Oh, my gosh. He's so in love with me. I'm just that amazing. And then it, it burned out quickly. And mm-hmm. I learned from that. You know what? Even if the guy has got a lot of energy, I want to pace these things because I need to protect my heart. And help him pace himself if he's excited. Yes, it's flattering, but it's also a sign of immaturity.
2: For sure,
0: for sure, it is though hard to get, not get wrapped up in someone's excitement about you because it feels so great.
2: Totally, and you're like, oh my
0: god, yeah. it is that like fairy tale thing. You're like, it does just happen like this. The stars are aligned and love.
2: Yeah, and it feels exactly. so real and it feels so organic. You're like, oh my god, this just feels so right. And then, and Jen had a similar experience too recently with that. It's just like feels so good in the moment and then but you know what I do I am like I've had experiences where I've been like screwed over majorly and I never really carry it just because I don't know why I just don't carry it into the next situation it's like it's starting anew this guy's a different person so I'm never really like jaded but I will say like I get excited if someone's excited about me I'm gonna get excited too and so it's nice to have somebody who is taking it slow and like being reasonable because I could get caught up in it just as easily so I think that is a good thing to keep in mind too. On your- your end like you have to be cognizant of like not letting yourself go down like the oh my god this is amazing path like take a deep breath right you know? i think though
0: that's why like a single dad is kind of attractive to like us now in our 30s because they do show signs of maturity they can keep something alive <laughs> they can prioritize you know the, there's something bigger than themselves finally not just like beer at a bar totally and watching a football game like there is another human that needs to be fed at certain times of the day and sleep maybe yes and right. paid for and paid so for. now i'm like oh wow maybe i want a single dad to date because
1: yeah. hey, <laughs> hey daddy well yeah well it's funny because my husband was married and, and so i have three step kids and they're older but there was definitely that piece of maturity where, and 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 the other thing, I would encourage you, ladies, to do it. You know, at your age, in my thirties, I'd have been like, "What? I don't know that I want to be wife number two because I don't know that's not what I dreamed of when I walked Barbie down the aisle. Like, you'll be the second wife. Woohoo! I mean, that's not what we anticipate. Right. But there's so much maturity, and I got to see so much of his character in the first couple months of dating because you know he didn't introduce me to his kids right away, which was appropriate. And then when I did, when I saw the way that he treated them, and I, just, I mean that was so totally indicative of who he was and yeah. his integrity. And then the other thing that I was worried about is like, well, I don't want to be that three kids; I'll be number four. I don't want to be the fourth priority. But um, I also have done a lot of research in family systems, and the strongest marriages consist of, uh, strongest families consist of marriage being the priority,
2: mm-hmm. and the
1: parenting coming second. Even if you're talking about an intact family, because that strong marriage trickles down into strong parenting, which trickles down into the kids. I agree. So I've heard it put this way, the number one job of a father is to love the mother of his children.
0: Ooh, I like and that. So yeah.
1: yeah. And it's very true. And it's even true in the step family, I can say that because I don't feel like a number four. And I know that I'm the best stepmom I can be by loving and encouraging and supporting their father.
2: Right. I that pays
1: off for them, yeah,
2: right? Yeah. I actually, I like that you're saying this because I've actually had a, that specific conversation with the guy I'm dating and he said, it is, I have a child and I love her more than anything, but it is more important for me to find someone that I love. They come first and then yes. that other things come after. And I don't disagree with that. And that feels good to hear you say that because you're a professional <laughs> and that's why we're talking yeah. to you because all of our opinions <laughs> yeah. are just our opinions, but yours come with a little more weight. Yeah, well, I
1: have, like I said, I studied that. My dissertation was on family systems, and so that's true. And I'm glad that's encouraging for you, because for me, it was something I had to kind of, like, work through. And so, again, that's why when you're dating in your 30s and 40s, you do take your time to process all these different variables that are coming to play. But I can tell you, we have the most incredible marriage, and I'm Mm. so glad I waited. I don't know if you guys were able to get into my book yet, but I was engaged at 34, and called it off two months before the wedding. And why did you and do that? How did Dr. you know Karen, to call yeah. it off? Yeah, yeah. I know that's a whole other story, yeah. Well, it was one of those things, again, where, and I don't know what you guys have experienced, but I kept being told I was too picky, or maybe, you know, I'm getting a PhD. Now I must be too intimidating to the men. And so I I kept getting these messages from, again, well-intentioned friends and family. Well, you must be doing it wrong, so you might want to think about settling for, and they didn't say that overtly, but that was the covert message.
2: Yeah. You might
1: want to think about settling for someone, just a good enough guy, And I met a guy on my 30th birthday. We were at a a, uh, club called Polyesters in Chicago. And Uh. this guy was so, I don't know if you guys had Polyesters. They were all over the nation. I had, we we had a Polyesters
2: in San Francisco. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. They were so awesome. We used to go there all the time. Anyway, so my 30th birthday, I meet this guy and it was very much a shift in my thinking. I was like, you know what? You're 30 now. Whatever you've been doing hasn't been working. This guy's nice. He's successful. He drives the right car. He owns two properties. He's. You know, go in places and maybe you don't have that kind of chemistry or that kind of those butterflies or zazazoo, but you know, give them a try. And I think that's okay at first. I mean, that's for actually, I gave a lot of guys a try that maybe I didn't have that instant, like, I'm madly in love with you feeling. But I pushed it way too long (laughs) (laughs) because then I got into this thing and dated him for three years and then was engaged for a year. I mean, I took it way too far until he was your Aiden basically.
0: What's that? He was like your Aiden, like, on second.
1: he told it was my aiden i mean that's why actually when i when i called off the wedding i definitely i, I didn't have hbo at the time and then i just started renting all the sex of the cities was completely my therapy and my my one of my BFFs, she's like now when you get to season i think it's three or four um when, when she meets aiden she's like you're gonna lose it because i mean i just called off my wedding Aww. and it was it was actually the opposite it felt very affirming that, yeah you're you know like what? this ha- happens yeah, yeah. I have to follow my heart, and I, and then I finally, because I felt so guilty, but I finally realized that I, it would have been very cruel to go down, walk down the aisle with a guy who, yes, was a wonderful person, but not my guy, and say vows that I don't know if I could truly uphold,
2: Right.
1: and so I freed him up to find someone who really, truly would love him, and he was the love of their life, and that, but, you know, at first I felt horrible, like, I felt guilty. Like, why did you lead him on for so long, even though I didn't mean to intentionally. But by getting back to your point about being authentically me, when I wasn't authentically me,
2: I caused a lot of chaos. Right. Because I hurt him. Exactly. Yeah. And you
0: probably hurt yourself, too, because I'm sure you knew somewhere inside that that wasn't the right situation and you were going through the motions and trying I
2: mean, your best to make it work. You know, you're trying because you see what a great guy he is, but you can't at the end of the day. it's If it's not there, it's not there, you know.
1: Exactly right.
2: Yeah. That's exactly right. Do you think that um because you're like a you and you kind of talked about intimidating and intimidation factor a little bit and you're obviously a high powered very successful woman like do you think that that comes into play when you you feel like you're a strong independent maybe high powered woman like and that intimidates men how do you still like you said stay authentically you but Or at least
0: tap into your feminine side because I think we face that all the time. So I'm going to tag on to this question because, like, we have our own radio show. We we have, you know, careers that are, you know, very promising. And we are very strong women. We have these personalities. We're go-getters. We can, you know, basically run the world from our phones, like, at least – right now you know like that's yeah. that's, that's how our lives are <laughs> right now but so like when we meet men like do we talk about work do we not talk about work what do we do to be feminine how do we engage still as you know successful women I guess
1: yeah yeah I think that's that's such a great question it's certainly something that our generation is dealing with and I think that for me I knew that because I wrote a whole chapter in my book called you don't need to tone it down a notch Because that's another thing women get told you to tone it down a notch you're too intimidating. And I thought, again, I gotta be me. And I don't think I'm not like, I mean, for lack of a better term, like a ball buster. It's like I'm not competitive with men. I have two older brothers, a wonderful father. Like, I love men and I enjoy, like, I didn't have to mow the yard because my brothers did. Like, I love the feminine role. I love being as successful. But my, my father also told me, you can do anything your brothers can do. Aww. And I feel like you can have both. I yeah. really do. I feel like you can be strong, independent, opinionated and be the full essence of you and then find a man who, who revels in that and enjoys that and isn't intimidated by that. If a guy is intimidated by all that you are, he's just
2: not your guy. Exactly.
1: You know, I, I'm, I sorry say, I'm sorry for him. And now, too, I think that, yeah, it happens to your feminine side. I mean, another good example is my husband is, um he's in business. Well, I, you know, I was in academia, I'm a psychologist, so I have a very different background. So now that I, like, you know, now that I've stepped into this business, you know, I'm a, full proprietor of my brand and my business, Dr. Karen. It's been so wonderful to have his input and his business acumen. I needed that. I didn't know I needed it. Yeah. And I, I didn't run around and be like, I need somebody. No, I need a man. No, I, I knew I was happy and content. And obviously, if I needed a man, I would have married the wrong guy just to have a guy around, right? Right, yeah. So so I took. The, so I was felt very much complete and full of myself, and I knew that it was my job every morning to make myself happy. It's no one else's job. But now that I've, I've got him and his support and his business mind, it is so helpful. So our partnership just works very fluidly and very easily. So I would encourage you to just as uh, saying, just keep doing your thing. And you I mean, you know that you're not out to be combative or competitive or to prove that you're something when you meet a guy, you want him to be the man and you want to be the woman and, and it will happen more naturally. I think we get in our head because it hasn't worked with other relationships and so we keep trying to analyze it. But I think when you meet that guy who's got that right personality you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm certainly all me, he's certainly all him, and it works very well.
2: Yeah, so a lot of it has to do with, and I we talk about this all the time and agree, that it's just the right guy, too. Sometimes you, you're yes. making excuses that, oh, well, if this is, you know, I'm de- being to this or he's being to that. But we also always say, too, well, it's that, that old saying, like, it's only far if you don't really want to go. Like, yeah, something's exactly. only far away if you exactly. don't, yeah.
1: So, <laughs> That's so funny. That's like a city thing, too, like, in Chicago, where I was like,
2: the suburbs, I can't go to the suburbs, but it's because you don't want to go. Exactly. Right. Just because you don't want to go. Yeah.
0: I've had experiences with guys right. like I, some have thought that whatever in my personality is totally like not abrasive, but like too much, like it's too confident. It's too like hard, maybe. But then other guys are like, you're so cute and adorable and endearing and charming. Like they'll find whatever it is attractive if they're the person for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For sure. And it's totally understandable. And I talk about this in my book, too. You're know, we you're smart women. So you're going to analyze. You're going to try to figure out what's not working. And sometimes we just try to find – and that's how our brains work. We want to make sense of the world. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have a situation and go, I don't know what happened. But we want to analyze. We want to make sense of it. But sometimes we just can't because there's a piece of connection and attraction and certainly relationships that we just can't put our finger on, like we were talking about before. I kept trying – figure out, you know, this guy's perfectly great. My fiance and I, we, on paper, we look perfect. This should work. And so I kept forcing it because I couldn't figure out that nebulous little piece of the puzzle that was missing. And then when I met my husband, it was so easy. I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to have the total package. We're totally attracted to each other physically, totally attracted to each other's minds. We're totally attracted to each other's personalities. I love that he's out there representing me because when you marry, that person is a reflection on you.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I feel yeah, and I feel very confident because I love his character. So I know that when he's like, hi, I'm Karen's wife, that I'm well represented. All those things are important.
2: Yeah. Oh, I I agree. They're a total reflection of you. And I feel like, you know, if you're proud of who that person is, then it's like, yeah, I want to introduce this guy to people as my husband. He's married to me. And, like, look how awesome he is. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Now, Dr. Karen, your husband sounds like a real man. Like you said, he's, you know,
0: got business acumen and the whole thing. He sounds like a great package. But do you think other men need to man up? Like what are – sometimes I feel like we face – Men that are way more emotional than we are Or they're like well we could split it Or like with apps like Bumble Where the woman has to make the first uh, Point of communication Like we're trying to like make the gender roles More similar But yeah. at the same rate like shouldn't men Still be men and do they need to man up
1: I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And I, I think, like you said, the gender roles, I mean, and it's been wonderful what women's liberation has done for us back in the 70s and our mothers and our grandmothers worked so hard. Um, what I don't think anyone quite anticipated was that once the roles were less, uh, clearly defined, there would be some chaos for us when we're trying to relate to one another. And I do, I think men should man up, man up and, and, I was scared because when I, like, I have a ton of gay friends, so most of my best guy friends are gay. And it was because, you know, like I said, I have two older brothers. I had enough, like, when I was a little girl, I'm like, I want to go to school and play with girls because it's hard here at home. Too many boys,
2: yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, so I was always looking for that more feminine energy, but I also knew that I wanted a man. So. My husband is kind of a crazy package because he's he's a good listener. First of all, so few men are, but he is. Oh, that's um, nice. Maybe because he's in sales and he's learned he has to listen to what the customer wants so yeah. he can provide it. Um, but he's, yeah, so he's a good listener and he's sensitive to my needs because I wanted that. You know, I had guys that I dated in the past that would kind of poke fun at me. Like, you know, like little boys in fifth grade would pull your pigtail. And I'm like, I don't, listen, I'm, I'm, I had two older brothers needling me my whole life. I don't want that. The worst. But then he's also. He played college football, and he's very much a man, do you know. So I love that. It is it, it's a yeah, it's a delicate balance to find, and I and I guess I mean I would really encourage like if I were talking to men right now, I would definitely encourage them to find ways to man up, that, and that's probably maybe better coming from a man. I don't know because I, I don't know their journey because I'm a woman, but I do. I, I see your frustration because I felt that sometimes too. I'm thinking, gosh, the guys that are men are kind of putting me off because they're like crushing beer cans on their heads and, and pounding their chest. I don't want that. But I also don't want some guy who's just so wimpy and, or, you know, is 35 and living in his parents' basement and playing video games all day.
2: Yeah. Well, finding the delicate balance, I think, is key for so many things. But especially for that, too, we are definitely working on that. So thank you so much for all your advice, Dr. Karen, and for calling in all the way from Chicago. Can you just let our listeners know where they can find you on social media or websites or any of that? Yeah, no, thank you so much for the invitation
1: to join you guys. This has been a really fun conversation. Um yeah, so I'm Dr. Karen D R K A R I N dot me is my website. So dot me. And then um I'm on social media at Dr. Karen Anderson again with an I and on Twitter and then I'm Doctor Karen on Instagram and Doctor Karen on Facebook. So I'm out there and single is the new black, don't wear white till it's right is my book and I just. Dish- about basically everything we talked about in this conversation in the book. So if you want to kind of dig a little deeper, it's all there. Where can oh, people again, buy the book? Guys. I
2: really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. well oh, on Amazon or um, Noble.com and or in eBooks. There's Kindle or uh, Nook version too.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sending us our copies. We're going to dive deeper into these books for sure. But thank you for all your advice for us and for the listeners. And thank you again for calling in. It was so great talking to you. I feel much more knowledgeable now.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Lauren. All
2: right. Thanks so much, Dr. Karen. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. I really like her. Me too. I wish Dr. Karen could come like give a seminar. And like Just for like, us. Just for <laughs> us. Because I want to keep asking her all of the questions.
0: Well, that's actually the joy of therapy, I would say. I because know. there is somebody that has studied all of the things people do that are different than other people. So like if you are a certain kind of person, you might not relate to what somebody else thinks is completely normal. But a psychologist can break it down and be like, well, this is their thought process. Mm -hmm. This is yours. This is how you make it match. This is how you could be more understanding. This is how you could put yourself in somebody else's shoes. This is, you know, also maybe why you shouldn't necessarily be thinking the way you're thinking. I mean. So I think that therapy to me is like a brain, like it's like a jungle gym for your brain. Like you get to like work it out.
2: Yeah, and I love talking about things. So it's nice to obviously talk, to your friends about things, and they know you, and their opinion and things have weight and and validity. But when you go to a neutral party that's a professional and studied things, their words have just a little bit more weight. Because we always make I a mean joke a like, lot more weight, yeah, because like, they're
0: unbiased and you yeah. don't judge their personal situations as well. Because if somebody. In a like bad relationship then
2: gives you relationship advice. You're like, ooh, yeah, maybe check not, yourself before you wreck Maybe yourself not in front. you. And some people are good at giving advice and not taking it and all of those things, but it just feels kind of nice to have somebody who is giving you an unbiased opinion. And it's it, you know, like we always make the joke, it's like the blind leading the blind. We all talk to each other, but sometimes, you know, we're we're all just like in this together, and I mean a therapist isn't God by any stretch of the imagination, but it's nice to get that really professional educated opinion Dr. Karen for sure provided that one and this book like I cannot wait to like crack this puppy open me too and
0: the cover is really cute so you guys should go out and get it single is the new black don't wear white till it's right I
2: mean I love it I love it too
0: makes so much sense and I am in like a black period I've been wearing a lot of black clothing lately so I feel like it's like just sort of like egging me on to get to that point where I wear white my nails are even white they're like ready to be
2: engaged they are (laughs) totally ready to be engaged she has her nails done and very elegant and Thank polished you. so if someone happens to want to put a harry winston size rock on her finger it's ready to be taken a, a photo there's of real so estate that you can get yes. on my hand just for that instance and it's just they're ready to go for that totally. for that instagram post of i said yes
0: oh my god surprise i also don't know why people are so surprised when like somebody writes i said yes what were you gonna say
2: yeah, and then are you going to post a photo of like him sad in the corner and you being like, well, he proposed, but I said no? Right, because no one celebrates that moment So sad. I think there should be an account dedicated just to like failed proposals. Oh, sad. Somebody should be there <gasps> recording it all. That would be really sad. I know, but and no, heartbreaking sorry, and funny.
0: But you know what? Because maybe you're being you're going to get engaged to the wrong person. So like it was meant to be that you weren't
2: together and then you go find somebody else And like Dr. Karen. Did. I was going to say, maybe Dr. Karen should have documented that would have been awful. Yeah, but I, you know what I want to say when I get engaged? Oh my God, I'm not going to. But I think it's funny if you take a picture of the ring and say, does this ring make me look engaged?
0: Oh boy.
2: Ah! like do these jeans make me look fat got it very funny that's what i was comparing it to
0: so guys we hope you enjoyed our show today don't forget to tune in next week with our for for our guest franny ramirez yeah and also follow along on social media we are at complicated show on instagram twitter all the places um and don't forget to tune into our two drunk girls video tomorrow at 3 Mm p.m
2: on youtube those are always a hoot and a holler and we deliver this content to you guys for free every week i know you're welcome so not only do you have this great show to listen to we are aware there's a number of amazing shows out there but we are grateful that you keep coming back to ours so thank you all of you and we love hearing from you So please,
0: please leave us some ratings and comments and all that jazz. Talk to us. Tell us how you're feeling about the things we're telling you. Maybe ask us some questions. Maybe we'll talk about it on air. I don't know. We'll see. Um, But one of the biggest things you can do for us is just tell a friend. So if
2: you're enjoying the show, just spread the word. Yeah. Thanks for listening, you guys. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast. Keep the convo going by following us at Complicated Show on Twitter and Instagram. Leave us little love notes. So if right. you haven't heard enough of it yet, leave us love
0: notes and talk to us because we really want to hear from you. Yeah. And I personally want to hear from you. You can find me at Jennifer Golden on all of the social media platforms. And you
2: can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Vine, Instagram, and my website, Don't Make That Face, Jen. I didn't actually. I, like, blacked out just now. I know, but <laughs> so what that it comes rolling off my tongue so eloquently every single show? I like that I haunt you even when I'm not I haunting like, you. She wasn't uh. even looking at me, and I just asked her if she was making a face, and she wasn't actually it's when I It's been years of this, though. Well, anyway. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks again for listening. We will be back next week. Don't forget to tune in. And we love Love you long time. time. Bye.
1: Irreverent. Entertaining. Cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio.
0: You're listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, only
1: on L.A. Talk Radio.